Hi, you're listening to Shabbat Replay on Contact High, a podcast from Mishkan, Chicago. We're releasing our sermons so that no matter where you were Friday, you can enjoy a piece of Shabbat today. So take a deep breath, relax, and enjoy. All right, so I'm excited that, um, you know, we already made an announcement that we are absorbing into our warm embrace a third rabbi this summer, Rabbi Stephen Filth who many of you may remember from when he was a rabbinic leadership fellow intern low these many years ago, like a decade ago. Um, and so I don't wanna like steal the thunder for when he actually comes in July um, to begin working at Mishkan. However, we thought it would be wonderful if on the way toward that moment, Stephen joined us for a Shabbat here or there or for a cameo in the Purim Spiel, for example. And so if you didn't know Stephen nine years ago, maybe you will recognize his face from playing such exalted roles as Vashti in Drunk History um, 2021. Um, in any case, Stephen is right now um, finishing a fellowship at Park Avenue Synagogue in New York City. And we are so grateful that you're joining us tonight to share some Torah with us. Can't wait for you to come in July. But in the meantime, so glad you're here with us now. Thank you, Rabbi Lizzie. It's so uh, just amazing to be here and to see how much Mishkan has transformed over the past 10 years and still how that beautiful, vibrant core has really remained the same. So thank you for having me. And Shabbat Shalom, everyone. So my calendar this morning reminded me that it was a year ago today that I last worked at a synagogue in person. I was meeting with a group of students from the Convent of the Sacred Heart, a Roman Catholic all-girls school on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. As part of their religious studies curriculum, they were visiting various houses of worship to discover the commonalities and differences in how we build community, engage with tradition, and facilitate encounter with the divine. As we thought about how to keep the students and staff safe during their visit, none of us realized that over the next 12 months, we would have to think radically about what it means to create sacred space. Alongside all of the opportunities for connection and creativity that this move online has brought, it is important and it is okay to acknowledge what we've lost the comfort and familiarity of physical spaces, the warmth of human contact, and that feeling that can only come from walking through the doors on Shabbat, taking that deep breath and immersing yourself in the words and music of our liturgy. I find that the yearning for these sacred spaces becomes more acute during the holidays, and although things are getting better with Passover around the corner, I find myself still waiting still sitting with that question, how can I prepare my home and my heart for this holiday when honestly I am tired and I am ready for things to change? This Shabbat, we finish reading the book of Exodus, which ends with the completion of the Mishkan, that portable community center and synagogue that our ancestors carried with them through the wilderness for 40 years. This was the space in which they could stand face to face with the divine, a dwelling place for God that served as the physical and spiritual heart of their encampment. 
To fund this project, donations were solicited from each person. Metal, wool, linen, leather, wood, oil, and incense were all needed for the construction of the Mishkan. We are told that the Israelites gave and gave generously, even taking off their necklaces, bracelets, earrings to ensure that the project could be completed. They gave until Moses had to stop them from giving. Midday ha'avodah, he tells them, what has been given is enough for the work that needs to be done. This is not the first time we have seen the Israelites hand over their most precious possessions. A few weeks ago, we read about the golden calf, an idol constructed when the people fear that they had lost their connection with God. Here too, we are told they took off their necklaces, bracelets, and earrings, melting them down to construct this statue of gold. Yet unlike the Mishkan, it was never enough. The golden calf was an empty vessel, unable to give them access to the sacred, nor guide them on the journey that lay ahead. No matter how much gold they gave or the number of sacrifices they offered, the idol was just an idol, pulling them further from encounter with the divine, dividing their community, and preventing a deeper understanding of themselves. Both the golden calf and the Mishkan are attempts to create sacred space. So why did one only serve to further divide the Israelites while the other became the physical and spiritual heart of their community? When Moses asked the people to give for the construction of the ladder, for the construction of the Mishkan, he says, Take from among you offerings to God, all whose heart so moves them shall bring gifts. While both projects required material goods for their completion, contributions for the Mishkan were given from a place of Navdiv Lev, sometimes translated as a willing or generous heart. What each Israelite offered for the Mishkan was a reflection of their genuine self. No two gifts were alike. Unlike the golden calf, which was constructed from jewelry, both willingly given and taken by force, the Mishkan was built from gifts, both great and small, precious and mundane, given according to their individual abilities and needs. The rabbis understand that the phrase often translated as take from among you offerings to God can mean instead take from within you an offering. For them, material goods are important, but in the end, insufficient. Sacred space can only be built when we give of ourselves. So here we find a profound and incredibly important lesson. If we are, as the rabbi suggests, the gift that is midea avodah, enough for the work that needs to be done, then no matter who we are or how we feel or what we are able to do or not do, dayenu, we are enough. Too often, we operate from this golden calf mindset, believing that problems can be solved through material solutions. And while these contributions are necessary to sustain our communities, when creating sacred space, they often fall short. Through the Mishkan, our tradition offers a different lens, an understanding that while material gifts may help create the container for divine encounter, 
God comes to dwell in this space only through each of us. So tomorrow evening, we enter the month of Nisan. This is a time when we remember and celebrate our journey from slavery to freedom, expressed most acutely through the rituals of the Passover Seder. Yet this year, like the last, we find our observance constrained by the very real dangers of COVID. On top of the long to-do list of preparing for this holiday, we have to consider our safety and the safety of those whom we would like to have at our table. Passover asks a lot of us to clean out our homes, to change our eating habits and disrupt our schedules so that we can celebrate late into the evening. It is so easy to get caught up in the material demands of the holiday and to feel inadequate in our ability to meet these expectations, especially as we prepare for another imperfect celebration. The truth is, no Pesach, no Passover is perfect. There is always something left off the grocery list, a spring cleaning task that falls by the wayside, last minute additions and subtractions to the guest list, seders that run late, and some that never start at all. Every year, enamored by visions of Mari Kondo and very strongly encouraged by my husband, I promise that I'm going to hold each item of clothing I own and consider whether it sparks joy. And every year, I am only able to tackle a single drawer or only a small part of my closet before I lose steam. We can become so focused on the material demands of this holiday, we forget that we are supposed to be celebrating our freedom. And so we return to the lessons of the past. Both the golden calf and the Mishkan were expressions of the Israelites' independence. For the first time in over 400 years, they were able to build what they wanted, a place where they could honor God, come together as a community, celebrate moments of joy, and find solace when needed. Through trial and error, they learned that all the gold in the world could not connect them with the divine. Rather, it was only by turning inward to find their nadiv lev, their willing and generous heart, that they were able to give of themselves and turn the Mishkan from a tent into a temple. Like our ancestors, we are also able to choose, to shed that golden calf mindset of applying material solutions to spiritual needs and create the kind of sacred space that comes from the heart, one that is a reflection of our needs and our abilities, knowing that whatever it looks like. It is enough. So perhaps a year after our world has turned upside down, you're feeling exhausted, and the thought of taking a toothbrush to the grout in your kitchen sounds overwhelming. So maybe the best you can muster on the first night of Passover is the peanut butter and jelly on matzah and the Prince of Egypt on replay. For your heart, that is enough work. Or perhaps this year has felt intensely cluttered and searching through the nooks and crannies of your home for those crumbs of chametz is a physical reminder to clear out the mental and emotional gunk that no longer serves you. So let this Passover be about the deep clean, clearing out your closets to create the space you need to breathe. For your heart, that is enough work.
Perhaps this is a year of feeling isolated and disconnected, so you're going to host the biggest Zoom Seder imaginable. Perhaps you've given so much of yourself that a quiet night enjoying the lights of the holiday candles is what heals you. Perhaps you are so sick of the same four walls that the only thing that will help you celebrate the holiday of our freedom is to take a long, long walk. For your heart, that is enough work. The golden calf demanded that we give our most precious goods to create sacred space. The Mishkan used materials both valuable and mundane, but above all, required ourselves. And if it is ourself that is required, then know that who you are, wherever you are, is enough. Shabbat shalom, everyone. Thank you for having me here with me today. You've been listening to Shabbat Replay on Contact High, a podcast from Mishkan Chicago. If you enjoyed this sermon and want to join us live, tune in to Shabbat services through Facebook most Fridays of the month and through Zoom two Saturday mornings a month. Our schedule of services and programs can be found at mishkanchicago.org events, where there's also a link to donate and support our work. And you can visit us on Facebook or Instagram at Mishkan Chicago. Until then, please feel free to subscribe and leave us a review. As always, we want to hear from you. This episode has been brought to you by me, Zach Weinberg, our editor and producer, Hannah Rehack, our rabbinical team, Rabbis Lizzie Heideman and Dina Cowens, and our director of communications, Ashley Donahue. On behalf of Teen Mishkan, Thanks for tuning in.